And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. And now, the show that's almost as good as bacon. All right. And that's all I got to say about that. I, I will say this. It is not my fault. It is not my fault at all. It's really not. It's not. It's not. <coughs> Mrs. Boss over there. Give her a wave, Mrs. Boss. Hello. No. Hi. Hi. Up. Oh, this camera. Hi. Yes. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome. There's a. I, I, I'll get to that in a minute. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor here at SciFiForMe.com. Which is where you will find uh, news articles and reviews and such. And uh, we are posting over there on the regular. And I do want to encourage you to all go over there. If, you are, uh, if you're on a WordPress thing and you want to follow it or subscribe to it or whatever, that's fine. Um, this is a one-off, folks. Uh, I will give a shout out to people who listen to the show on, on the radio. I, I can, I turn it, I'll turn that off. Hey, like a limited series, like Kenobi. Kinda. So, uh, if you uh, if you want to catch up on previous editions of the show, previous installments, uh, the show is still available on a number of different podcast platforms. Of course, the live chat's going up everywhere. Um, we have uh, we have a number of people in the chat over on YouTube. We got Credence Gold in the chat on on Rumble. Uh, Road Vagabond Live and the Horror Stream Live, both on, uh, both over on uh, on Odyssey, which is one of the things that we're going to be talking about today. The fact that on Odyssey, <coughs> thank you very much, we have crossed 500 subscribers, which really, in the long and short of it, is not a a lot compared to everything, but. It's it's a milestone, and today is a is a milestone of a couple of a couple of different things. We've we've got our half anniversary today, which for those of you who don't know, today being the twenty third of September, it is six months to the day since our fourteenth anniversary, and it is six months to the day. Until our 15th anniversary, assuming that we're around by then. And so I thought, you know, it's it's an occasion that calls for at least some recognition that stuff's going on. So we've survived that long. <clears throat> and, um, and we've also got some unboxings to do because we got some stuff in the mail. Let me open up my beverage there. Uh, now, we've posted over on Instagram some photographs of books that we've recently added to the review queue. Oh, let me get so, we've got William Fortune's next book, Five Years late, five years After. This is the sequel to 48 Hours. And we interviewed uh, Bill about that first book. Uh, I will put the link to that 
in the notes for the show. We've also got the third book in the Books of Alexandria from uh, Jason Nadler, and I've reviewed the first two. I'm looking forward to reading this one. This one's out in October. And Jason is also a contributor here uh, on the semi-regular, doing a number of different reviews. He just posted a review of Gale Stay Out of Oz, which is a 30-minute proof-of-concept type of horror sequel to The Wizard of Oz. So we'll post that as well. And then we've got this one, Resort Aquatica. Now, if you look at that book, uh, that cover, that that speaks to a very specific type of story, I would think, that this is. But this from the from the description on the back, this is not what this is not gonna be a romantic harlequin type of thing. It might. But it's about a, a, a billionaire's son who gets in trouble and he decides he's going to get away for a while and he ends up on a resort island in the Bermuda Triangle and it turns out it's run by mermaids. So all of that, uh, all of that going on. So anyway, all right, let me, uh, let, me, let me scroll through as my headphones cut in and out and let's see who's all here. I see Cam is here, Michael's here, Daniel's here. Who else is uh, in the chat? Kronos Godwizen. Godwizen? Godwizen? Kronos Godwizen. Uh, so all of those uh, those people here in the chat as well. Feel free to opine about anything that you would like to opine about. And, and I will say again, we're not back. So here's the thing. <coughs> I, I said at the beginning of the show, it is not my fault. There are a number of things that are going on right now on which I could share opinions. <coughs> writer's Guide, Actor's Strike, you know, not Writer's <coughs> Guide, the Writer's Strike, the Actor's Strike. Disney, Disney burning to the ground. By the way, let me shout out real quick people who are listening to the podcast because we've got people listening to the podcast still. Canada, Germany, Spain, China, China, Japan, Russia, Argentina. Good to see all of you here. Disney now sitting at $81.25 a share in after hours trading. It closed at $82.73. And yesterday, there was a huge dip right in the middle. It cratered to $0.77.02. At uh, 5.26 p.m. Eastern. And I was asking a couple of people. And it was like, somebody got out. Somebody dumped their shares of Disney. I'll tell you. Bob Iger and the corporatocracy crew that he's gotten there on the board of directors. They are killing the Walt Disney Company. Matuine, jumping in the chat. Good to see you as well. Uh, Horror Stream Live says, Happy Halloween. Thank you. Uh, Road Vagabond Life says, The collapse of society makes things harder too. It does. It does. We are, we are witnessing chaos, mayhem and chaos uh, coming up. Uh, you want to make it a weekly one-off. Road Vagabond Life suggests a weekly one-off. No, I'm not sure that's how one-offs work. Anyway, I say, I say it's not my fault. All of this, all of this stuff going on, not my fault. And let me explain why I say that. Because back in the day, 
especially in the 90s and the early aughts, Rush Limbaugh, when he was on the air, and, and whatever you may think about you know, politics, what, I, this is just as an example, because every time Rush Limbaugh left on vacation, before he got, you know, before he got cancer, anytime he would go on vacation, news would break. Lots of stuff would be going on. All of this stuff, and he's not there to comment on it. And it got to be a joke that every time he went on vacation, it would cause it would cause something to happen. And I am not, I am not that powerful of a broadcaster where I could go away for a month and a half and everything burns. <coughs> so the writer strike, the actor strike. Ahsoka being boring as all get out. None of it's my fault. And we're not back. <coughs> what do you what 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 uh, do you have do you have something in your throat there over there, Mrs. Boss? Is there is there a problem? Is there is there a is there a difficulty that you're experiencing here that you would like to share with the class? So I was out in the garden and I saw the cutest little frog and I kissed it and I got Mr. Boss. And yes, I have a frog in my throat. You think you're funny. Oh, I know I am. And cute. Anyway, Daniel says he's enjoying Ahsoka. You know, Cam, I, I wish I had a cough button. I also wish I had that seven second delay that we have in radio. <laughs> well, see, here's here's the thing. I'm I'm a radio guy from all the way back. They had electricity. I judge. <laughs> I I'm I have been I started in radio. I'm a radio guy from when I was eighteen years old. Long while ago. And some people in the chat you know, some people on, on social media when we were talking about maybe doing this one thing, people are like, You miss it, don't you? You're coming back, right? You you miss it. And I do and I don't. I don't miss it because of all of the all of the infighting and the neener neenering and the drama farming and all of the other garbage. And I don't miss it because of the stress of, you know, prep every single day and let's get it all done six days a week. I do miss it because I'm good at it. And so now there's this this dichotomy of thought here where I could do this on the regular and sit here and spin my wheels because the numbers don't go up. Or I could go do Unless you something. quit. Well, you know, that's kind of an interesting phenomenon because as, as we've been sitting here for a, 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 a month and a half now, our numbers continue to climb in terms of subscriber count on YouTube and Odyssey. Now, on YouTube, it's bouncing between... 2456 2458 and right now it's sitting at 57 and it you know it it'll continue to fluctuate but over on Odyssey we're at 517 and let me double check that 518 518 that number continues to climb even though pretty much the only thing that I'm doing over there is uploading uh, uploading past editions of uh, Vault of the Killer Bees. 
Now, we will continue to do some interviews with authors and post that over on the website and do some things like that, like we did with uh, Brian Peterson here not too long ago. And the newsletter, I've actually managed to get out two newsletters since we went dark. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit accomplished there. And we have stuff that we got in the mail. Now, people are talking about Ahsoka in the chat. It, it, it's... <sighs> this last episode... Oh, Lord. This last episode got me going. Not I'm only not, did it I'm have him gonna... going, but we had the teen over for it. He's not well. a teen anymore. You he's can't always going to be a teen. I, I, you can't. He's he, but he's not. He's twenty-one. He's fourteen. He's twenty-one. Fourteen. Well, physically he's twenty-one. Fourteen. <laughs> Chronologically, he's he's twenty-one. He's always going to be fourteen. Well, the thing the thing that gets me is I'm watching this show. I'm watching Ahsoka and. I'm frustrated because Dave Filoni, of all people, should understand these characters better than he does. Better than he's demonstrating, at least. He is giving us a story that is essentially the, the next season of Rebels, Clone Wars, and giving us all sorts of characters from those shows that, that if you haven't watched those shows... You've got no emotional investment in any of these characters whatsoever. These characters don't matter. And so because of that, what they want doesn't matter. And with the, the introduction of Thrawn into live action, if you haven't read Timothy Zahn's books, then Thrawn doesn't matter. Now, I know he showed up on Rebels in animated form. But that's not Thrawn. That's not Timothy Zahn's original Thrawn. Thank you very much. Disney Thrawn is not the OG Grand Admiral Thrawn. And the thing that got me, the, the, what tipped me over the edge on this into angry rant territory. Oh, standing up. Angry, angry. rant. Where both of us were sitting there like, we feel like we're in trouble. What's going on? What's happening? He's yelling. I was angry. Livid. I was, yeah, I was. I was livid. Because, here, here's the, as, as a writer, I was offended. As a fan of Star Wars, I was offended. As, as, a, as a person who's watching this stuff, and I'm like, you're going to waste my time with this. So we finally get spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. If you haven't seen the last, the most recent episode of Ahsoka, just stop now and come back. Um, but, but you finally get the reunion between Sabine Wren and Ezra Bridger. And it is duller than... It's flatter than Coca-Cola that sat out for three days. I mean, it was just... Where's the emotion? You people haven't seen each other for years, and there is that underlying suspicion that they were in love with each other or some whatever retcon thing, and you're just going to stand there? And when you hug, it's, oh, yeah, hey, how's it going? No questions. What's going on? How, 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 did we win? Did we win? Nothing. Nothing. 
No tears, no emotion, no, no, I mean, these people should be collapsed onto their knees weeping because they're, they're seeing each other for the first time in years. It was, yes, it was, Daniel, it was a boring reunion. The whole show has been boring. The only thing really that redeems this show is Ray Stevenson. He's got he's got something going through, and he's you know he's got a he's got an agenda. Oh, well, and in real life, space wells. What? Like not animated the space wells of Pearl. I'm not sure what you're what the space whales. Oh, the space whales. Getting to see them. Oh, the per- pergle. 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 Anyway, Pergle, Lily Dove dropping in the chat and bunker. Hello, listening, listening at work, lurking at work. Glad to have all of you. Uh, Michael says I'm untainted by the sequels in this regard. Well, see, it's the, it's the. The thing is, you have Dave Filoni, who worked on the Clone Wars with Lucas, and was by and large responsible for a great deal of that lore that was added to the canon. And he's he. It's almost like he doesn't remember exactly what he did. But what's really frustrating is you've got all of this stuff happening, and if you haven't watched Clone Wars, if you haven't watched Rebels, you got no idea what's going on. Well, and then the fact that they had gone out there saying that you'd be able to watch this and not have to. Oh, but by the way, yeah, watch the last season of yeah. Rebels. I know. Uh, it's, it's, hello. I don't know. I just—it's just one of those things. Anyway, I have another thing too. I want to remind people: Mrs. Boss has a new job. Yes. Mrs. Boss is the editrix of the Fan Activity Gazette over at the National Fantasy Fan Foundation, and I do help her with that a little bit. Uh, but you can see, uh, you can see that we we have been uh, we have been putting this together. We've been working on this now for uh, two is... two issues now: the August and the September issue. The September is not on their website yet. Yeah, we um, have two issues out that was officially all us. Yeah. The one before it had mentioned in it, and it has been something I have been contributing to since it started back in 2021. Well, and we've been, we've both been, it's, it's taken, uh, it's taken a number of different things. Those, those different, he's got a bunch of different zines that they do. But this and one specifically, they've been, I put, I've been putting together monthly convention lists. Right. That so everybody who receives it can see everything that's coming up in the next month. But we've had our stuff contributed to other, as he was saying, fanzines yeah. that have been put out. So, so I want everybody to go and check out uh, the the. N3F. It's tnfff.org. I uh, will put a link in the notes, and there's also a link in the newsletter. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, sign up for the newsletter because I'm going to be more regular about the newsletter. Okay, now 
let's do the most important piece. Let's do some unboxing. <laughs> because that's what we're here for. Because I'm not really here to talk about anything much. I don't know. Do you want to go first or shall I go first? Because you've got two. I do. That were specifically addressed to you. And I know who they're from. And I know what they are. So a little background, Mrs. Boss has just completed reading David Butler's first book in a series that he's recently started. This The book called Witchy Eye is the first one. And this was and, recommended to me. Yeah, actually, actually it was sent a... by, yeah, Tony Weisskopf from Bayon Books sent it and uh, said, here. Go read this. You might you might enjoy this. Yeah. She asked me what I was into, and she's like, "I've got the perfect book for you." And she sent me the uh, Witchy Eye, mm-hmm. which I have just finished, and so I will be writing a review on that. All right. Do you want to Do you want to open one, or do you want me to open mine? I I can open one. Okay. And let what? you open one, and it's kind of like Christmas. It's like Christmas. All right. I will let you. <laughs> I will let you open yours. All right. Just go and open them both of them. Just because you do that, too. And keep the bubble wrap, I guess, right? Oh, hush. (laughs) No, 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 no. We need... So my mom, she starts Christmas shopping the day after Christmas. And she has decided she's got too many packages at her place. Because she doesn't, you know, she has her nice little apartment. Yeah. So she's just going to start dropping off Christmas gifts in the boxes so that she doesn't have to wrap them either. And we got this huge, huge box. She brought one for me. She brought one for Jason. And the huge box was for Jason. And he opens it. It's absolutely huge. I mean, big enough you could put a full-size human in it. It's not that big. Not that I'm thinking of anything. But... At the same time, he opens it up, and inside were how many? I don't know. I think there's six. Six tomato trellises. The box is big enough to put Peter Dinklage in. It's not. It's not big enough for a couple Peter Dinklages actually. I don't know. Stephanie Janicek showing up in the chat. Welcome. Welcome. And we're just kind of looking at this. Mind you, you know how much wrapping was bubble wrapping type stuff was in there. There was a lot. Was definitely a lot. Yes. All right. So you are you you are, how far? What kind of progress are you making there? I'm opening this up and seeing which one it is. Okay. This. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not only that. Share with the class. This is the. Trying that there. I'm seeing when it came. Up. Okay, this is the fourth book in the series. Oh, okay. So it's a witchy war novel. This is Serpent Daughter. Okay. Not only that. Boom, boom, boom. For Mindy, Family is Forever. Signed. Yay. Family is Forever. Um, that's a, is that a, is that a, is that a Fast and Furious reference? Well, there's some reference. Family. On what the stories are about. All right. All right. You going to open the next one? 
I might as well. Might as well. All right. So David has sent two packages. And the second package has two things in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. Well, see, and I, I mean, the first book was like super massive. Right. So I didn't think much of it. See, and I have one too, but I have no idea what it is. And it's actually not even addressed to me. We'll get to that in a minute. By the way, uh, question for the chat. Are we buffering anywhere? I'm seeing it every now and again on my screen, but I don't know. I don't know that uh, I don't know that we're actually buffering if it's just me. So if you guys are having issues, let me know, please. What do we got? All right. The next one is book number two, which you winner. Book number two. Bum, bum. And inside that one. For Mindy. Eden is everywhere. Signed. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Road Vagabond Life says no buffering on Odyssey. Uh, Cam and Daniel and Mazurus say good on YouTube. Mazurus also gives us a $10 super chat. I detect no buffering. Great to see you both. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And the next one is Witchy Kingdom, which is the third book. All right, so, you, so these bring you all caught up. This will get me all caught up. Okay. And inside that says, for Mindy, death is not the end. Why don't, why don't we do something here real quick, if you, would, if you don't mind. Could you move your microphone so I can see your face? And you got to talk into the microphone still. You know, that's, the, that's, that's a thing here. You know, I know, I know this is radio-ish, but anyway. So now I have all the books so I can continue reading, and I'm excited. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, well, I'm, I, and, and the reviews should come fairly quickly after finishing every book. Yes. So there's that. Because uh, I refuse to start a new book until the review is finished. Yep. Yeah. Vagabond says, uh, you mentioned your radio guy. There's a great vintage radio rebroadcasting channel here on Odyssey. I'm trying to get people to make the Odyssey switch. Uh, you know, I okay, let, let, me, let me address that here for a second. Because I have noticed, because of all of this Russell Brand thing, there's been a lot of conversation about Rumble. Everybody needs to switch to Rumble. And Rumble, to their credit, uh, they posted that the UK government, government the uk parliament had tried to get them to ban russell brand and 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 uk parliament is trying to coordinate with a number of just different social media platforms to get the problematic personalities off youtube has demonetized russell and i'm not going to get into all of the allegations and everything like that but there's been a lot of talk on social media about everybody needs to switch to rumble and i'm going to encourage people to at least also Get on Odyssey. One of the reasons why, because I sent them a note and I said, look, everybody is talking about Rumble. You guys need to get out there and do stuff because, you know, Rumble's Rumble's kind of kicking them in the teeth. And I, I, got a, I got a note back that apparently some of the things going on with the the litigation on their parent company library 
is causing some issues. So I think one of the reasons why you haven't seen Odyssey be very aggressive in pursuing an audience and new users and, and, and that kind of thing is because of the lawsuits that's, that's going on this tied-up library. Now, there has been some resolution on some of that. Uh, I don't know all of the details, but some, something out there apparently is keeping Odyssey from being really, really down in the dirt. Let's go. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the time when they can actually get aggressive with their marketing and say, hey, we're just good. Because I like the user interface on Odyssey better than I do on Rumble. And the fact they actually respond to you. They do. They do. I, I, get, I get emails back within, within 12 hours. Usually, usually faster than that. But same day, I'll get an answer back. Uh, the only thing that I have a complaint about, as far as uh, as as far as Odyssey goes, is that their analytics are crap. They don't have analytics. They don't have good analytics. Rumble doesn't have very good analytics either. Um, I mean, if we could take the analytics tools from YouTube and drop them onto Odyssey and Rumble, that would be much better. Uh, but they don't have those platforms do not have good analytics and the and the user interface on rumble it's improving but it's not good uh so yeah there we go your muslim uncle jumping into the chat welcome good to see you i haven't seen you in a while nobody's seen us in a while either <laughs> uh michael says we're your loyal followers i'll follow as you command <laughs> I'm not a God King. Yeah, I see. Look, I we'll stay on YouTube as long as we stay on YouTube unless they kick us off. But we we're simulcasting to uh, to Rumble and Odyssey whenever we do any kind of a live stream, because there is always that possibility that YouTube is going to at some point decide we're persona non grata because of something I said. And we either get demonetized or we'll get deplatformed or something. But it, it, you, have to, you have to look at spreading out all of the stuff. And I've, I've looked at this as, and I've said this, I've explained this before. Sci-Fi for Me TV is the network, and each, pro, each platform is a network affiliate. So YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, Twitch, Kick, wherever we end up broadcasting. It's like NBC is the network. And in Kansas City, the NBC affiliate is Channel 5. In, in Dallas, the NBC affiliate is also Channel 5. No, 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 no. Uh, Kansas, City C, Kansas City NBC is 41. Don't ask right. me. I don't watch radio NBC, NBC is 41 in Kansas City. It's 5 in Dallas. So you have your local TV station that's affiliated with the network. Same kind of thing here. YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Kick, Twitch. Um, Mazers, uh, is this the first time you fired up your streaming equipment and software at all since you concluded regular programming a few weeks ago? Yes, it is. For now, yourself. I have been, I've, well, I've, I use OBS for the streaming, and I have been on other streams. I've been on uh, Culture Casino streams, and I've been on uh, uh, Comics Division stuff. And I use OBS to feed into that. But as far as our stuff, yes, this is the first. This is the first time that I've fired up the, you know, hit the big red button in order to broadcast live since we went dark at the end of July. So who knows when the next time will be? 
Uh, let me do this here real quick because we don't since we haven't been on the air and we haven't done Good Morning Multiverse, we haven't been able to do any uh, any updates on conventions. So <laughs> let's let's do a few here, folks. So let's fire up the newsroom, and we've got a few things. Farpoint giving us an update here on their hotel. Uh, the Delta Hotel by Marriott closes October 31st, but they're going to be moving. Uh, they're going to be changing venues. They're going to say, hey, we're losing our hotel, but we're going to stay. We're going to keep going, and we're going to keep doing this. So Farpoint is looking for a new hotel venue. Then we have Smallville Comic Con down in Hutchinson, Kansas. After 10 years... They are shutting down. This is this is sad news. Uh, we've been down to Smallville a number of times. We've broadcast live from there a couple of different times. And it was a good show. Uh, and I remember being down there for the first year, and the vendors were all very impressed. The fact that it was a smaller show means that they could actually get, uh, get some good s- sales. And so now we got the news. John Robinson posted over on Facebook that uh, after 10 years, Smallville Comic-Con is no more. So we're not going to be able to do any of those uh, shows, which is a shame because the smaller Comic-Cons really are kind of the lifeblood of fandom. And as we've seen now with the strike uh, affecting San Diego Comic-Con the way it did, you know, none of the actors can be there to talk about anything that they do. You know, your smaller cons are going to be the place where you could do some more, uh, some better interactions uh, with um, with creators, with comics creators, with writers and artists, and, and some actors. Well, and I have to say that, you know, the one time I have been to Smallville um, was back in 17, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I, I did sit through a panel, and there uh it was a makeup thing yep. that they were doing. Um, actor Bill Blair was mm-hmm. being turned into another alien. He has a uh, Guinness Book of World Records uh, award, and it keeps building for the most individual uh, aliens. Yeah, he he's holds been into. he holds the record for the number of alien people that he's been. Um, you, he's done a lot in Star Trek. Uh, he's heavily in Deep Space Nine as a Cardassian or mm. Cardassian. Cardassian. <laughs> but anyway, um, but I sat and I watched it, and then we spoke afterward, and since then connected on social media, and it is very interesting. You do have these large conventions, and since he's in the neighborhood for Las Vegas, he's always at the Star Trek convention in Vegas. Now, he may not be sitting at a booth or anything like some of them, but he will blast out on social media. Hey, guys, I'm going to be at this location at this time. Come say hi. Mm -hmm. And and you're not going to get those type of interactions with, at these larger conventions, it's like Jason said, it's these smaller ones where you actually get a chance to, you know, get up and talk to the person without the mile line, you know, mile long line bum mm-hmm. rushing you. Right. So, you know, it's it's 
definitely check these out and, you know, take advantage of it. Until they go away. Until they go away. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mazer says, I joined the Age 50 Club the following week after your last broadcast. Well, happy belated birthday, Mazer. This is good as you can see. We're all, happy birthday. We're all aging gracefully, right? <clears throat> it's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> all right. Other other news in the uh, in the uh, convention in the convention front. Ramen Con, Ramen Con, is going to be having their first cosplay parade. This was September twelfth when they did when they uh, when they posted this. I'm I'm thinking uh, September 29th through October first is their uh, their dates. South Bend, Indiana. They're going to have their first ever cosplay parade this year. So if you're in the Indiana area. If you're around South Bend, you want to see a bunch of people in costume walking the streets legally, <laughs> then there you go. And finally, this impotent reminder from Geek Girl Cosplay, uh, Geek Girl Con, <coughs> which is up in Seattle. They're going to continue requiring masks and vaccinations at their event. Now, folks, I, I, look, you want to take the shot, that's fine. Run your risks, do your thing, take your chances, roll the dice, whatever. You want to you wanna mask up, go for it. That's fine. But Don't this, this idiocy about mandating all of this stuff in the face of all of this data and information about the dangers involved, to me, is just absolutely... Absolutely ludicrous. So Well, and as I'm going through a lot of these, and I know I just interrupted you, as I'm going through all these conventions to continue building our database and our websites list, you, you, know, you see the conventions that are still around, and you see the ones that are having to shut down because they don't have the cash flow from the year before or just enough to do anything they've tried I've seen them who have you know done the GoFundMe types directions and everything and you know what convention people who are holding these I'm glad you're able to do it because it's been a rough several years for y'all and I know the effort and the love you put into it and how much your fans love it however cutting back on this doing things where you know don't you know if you're not vaccinated and you can't come right there you're cutting a cash flow and it may not just be a cash flow of oh you know i i don't like that they're having us do this it could be a cash flow of i'm just not getting it this time around you know and they really want to come i mean there's going to be two different types of you know, fans that want to come to your convention, and you're—I mean, you're—you're you're cutting your customer out. Well, not only that, but you know, you've got—you've got these groups, and I, not to get too far deep in the weeds on this, but you've got people talking about science. It's like, okay, you want to talk about science, and you want to talk about, you know, whether the 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 the. the the shot works or not. You look at the data about all of these clots going on, the myocarditis, all of the side effects and everything. Science is an evolving process. Science has always been an evolving process. And there's never, there's never any such thing as settled science. 
when it comes to this kind of stuff. You have, you make observations, you form a hypothesis, you test the hypothesis, you observe the results, and then you refine. And people are not doing that, and they're not listening to anybody who's sitting there going, wait, 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 wait. We need to ask questions. We need to do more tests. We need to do stuff. It's just crazy. It's just crazy about all of this stuff. Uh, Michael says so much for objective reporting. Are we talking about us or or or, or everybody else out there? Because we're not objective. <laughs> we are now look. We are objective when we report the news on Saturday morning when we were doing that. So there is a distinction there to be drawn. But anyway, it's just like did you put such a uh, <laughs> Road Vagabond Life says the only convention requiring shots should be ZombieCon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 hold on. There, there was a pet con. Um, it was in the Bay Area. Unfortunately, they are one of the ones that shut down. But everything that they did was driven to help uh, raise money for rescues and stuff uh, for animals. Yeah. So it was science fiction or, you know, a, 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 a regular convention, you know, science fiction convention with animals. I mean, perfect in my idea. Sure. Shots for the animals. Yeah, but different <laughs> kind of shots. Uh, your Muslim uncle that says, did you guys check out Retro Blastings, Iconicon, those two years online? I did not. I've, I've heard of Retro Blastings, but I, I've not seen any of the stuff that... Uh, uh, that they've done. Uh, Mazer says, reminder, must show Mindy my new kitten. <gasps> got a kitten. Matoween's got to run. Matoween, good to see you. Good to see you in the chat. Good to see you too. Matt All right, let me, let me unbox mine, which I'm assuming is mine because it's it came to our mailbox. And it, and it is addressed to sci-fi for me. Who knows? Maybe I have fan mail. But I have no idea who Payson Hunt is. So I, it's, I mean, that's not even an easy typo to make, right? <laughs> I mean, look, I don't know if you can see. Index finger versus P pinky. Payson, Payson P. Hunt. I, I have no idea who that is, but I'm going to assume it as an alias from now on. Um, <laughs> also known as. So, for those of you who are listening, let us open the folder. And there is a book. I don't have any. I don't have any bubble wrap in this thing, though, unfortunately. So here it is. Ah, okay. It is the book Abracadabra by Scott Wallace. Um, I think I knew this was coming. I'm pretty sure I knew this was coming, right? All right. Uh, so this is basically about a Harvard, yes, I did, the, a Harvard professor of linguistics who gets a request from NASA uh, to, to join a top-secret project, and they've apparently uh, got a clairvoyant childhood friend, and they've, there's been a discovery of some alien gadgets... And so now we're talking about UFOs and government secrets and planets and, and all this kind of thing. So this is, uh, this is Abracadabra by Scott Wallace. We will add that to the pile. And 
I'm also going through our DVDs uh, to see what all is out there still that we've got to do a review. I probably will not do the animated Mortal Kombat movies because I don't know Mortal Kombat. I don't know those films. So, uh, anyway. Uh, Michael says, the J key next to the P key on a Dvorak keyboard. Um, no. Um... I, I don't I don't know I don't know is the envelope ticking no the envelope was not ticking <clears throat> anyway so there we are that's all I got I mean go check that's... out the fan activity gazette all right so here let me let me do this one thing I'll call up this is our conventions list over at sci-fi for me.com and according to the count on this page, we're at 2,527 listings of conventions. Now, what that means is you've got a Google calendar here. This is, this is all of the stuff that we know about. And it is, there is an alphabetical listing here of every single science fiction, fantasy, horror, comic book, cosplay, furry, Paranormal. Gaming, paranormal, all these conventions. These are all conventions that are active and current as far as we know. 2,527 around the world. Now, mind you, I am going through the entire list. Yeah. And I've had plenty of time lately, and I've really been pushing, pushing, and pushing. I'm currently in the... R's or S's. I forget. And so... I think you read an essay when the last time I... Because I remember saying, what essays? Uh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. So at that point, it was essays. I'm D S and A. I think I'm down to the S's and C's or right. S and E's at this point. But anyway, I am going through, clicking on the links, making sure the links that we have are the most updated links for any type of information and... You know, a lot of these sites have really jumped ship over into Facebook to do it versus having a .com of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, but it's there for you to click on so that you can find out what's going on. These links are active within the last year or sooner. So if I haven't seen an update since 2020, then I'm guessing that there's not much going on with them. Um, now, some of them are saying, you know, hey, we know we didn't do one for this particular year. We are planning. And that may have been an update that was maybe two, three months ago. I'm going to consider that active because yeah. they're still trying. And I don't want to cut them off just at this point. I want to give them a good chance. Yeah. So I have been going through. That's why our master list that Mr. Boss showed you has been going up and down. <coughs> Because I am making sure that what I do have is on there. And our calendar is just growing and growing. I mean, <laughs> I was making a comment to Mr. Boss. If we were still doing Good Morning Multi or Good Morning Multiverse, we would be having a lot more cards for our weather reports mm. because there are weekends, there are 40, 50 conventions going on at this point. That is how up to you know, what I've been adding to this. Plus, you know, I'm going to just put two more web or two more conventions on the list 
And then I find another list of conventions I don't have. And that's a rabbit hole I do not want to start at 11 o'clock at night. No, you don't. By the way, Keely jump, jumped in the chat. Good to see you as well, Hi, Keely. Keely. Um, the, speaking of Good Morning Multiverse. <clears throat> uh, oh, Road Vagabond Life has a question. By the way, how has the ghost corn been doing? <laughs> you know, okay, let me tell you that, and then we'll go back to the Good Morning Multiverse thing. The, cor the ghost corn actually turned out not to be corn. It's sorghum, and it was growing in in the dog run, and uh, and a lot of it, some of it is now starting to uh, to to pod up. Is is the the pods the gene actually pop for popcorn as a, as a popcorn substitute? So the sorghum is doing just fine. It's still in the wrong place. So you know. And the sunflowers did come up, and we did harvest those, yep. thanks yep. to the two doodles <laughs> that we were dog-sitting at the same time. Yeah, they, they, they crashed they into the crashed. So the So we have a, we have a, a good, we have a good size uh, harvest of sunflower seeds. Mm -hmm. And so some of those I think we'll set aside so we can plant new sunflowers next year. In a place that's better appropriate Where we want it to it. be. And uh, the sorghum came up. We we got rid of the lamb's quarter uh, spinach substitute. Uh, you've har you've harvested some pepperweed. Uh, the pepperweed, which I've got three bags that have been drying for the last couple months, and so those need to come out. Yeah. Um, we've gotten plenty of. Uh, I mean, might as well go through the garden. Well, the Our tomatoes the are going up. Cra crazy. Yeah. Um, we've got. Uh, you know, we've got plenty of peppers. Uh, I'm sure if anybody else does any gardening, we've heard of Peppergate because we have no clue what some <laughs> of these peppers are. Um, you know, sci-fi for me, salsa. Maybe, maybe we should. Uh, no, never mind. Never mind. Mr. No. Uh, Mr. Boss has had lots of potatoes. We've done great with the onion, or we've had onions. Um, we've got our garlic ready to go into ground for yep. next spring. We have. Uh, peas and green beans that are currently growing our mustard is looking good mr boss has at least three carrots um <laughs> yeah <laughs> only last, three this last batch of radishes were a little little but yeah. i'm still gonna chop them up and use them as some type of something um we also let me say i said the mustard the turnips are looking good i do have lemon drop Watermelon. I have three of those. I had four, but I think a fat raccoon took the other one. Um, and we have a random cantaloupe. Mm. Keely says something else to celebrate. Odin, uh, his wife gave birth to a baby girl. Congratulations. We'll have Congratulations. to we'll have to go find him over on socials and, and wish him well. So that's always fun. Until they grow up and become a teenager. <clears throat> And when they decide they know everything. All right, so uh, so yeah, that's so that's the story on the corn. Now here's here's you know we were talking about uh, Good Morning Multiverse, and you know there are things that we have uh, set aside for now in order to concentrate on the dot com. And I'm I told I told Mindy this a, a long while ago. There is a less than two percent chance that we come back fully. Um, basically what I got to do is figure out the best, the, the better 
a better way to run this channel like the business I want it to be. So I'm in the process of figuring out some different things. In the meantime, we've got some stuff posted over on the .com. Now, some shows will maybe someday might come back. I would I would like to do this in a way that really one entertains and informs all of you in a way that that you don't get anywhere else and two makes us money i mean it it's it's a great hobby to have but <laughs> it'd be nice if it paid something uh so anyway there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes too that we're trying to figure out as well in terms of you know staffing and priorities and con content oh, this is such an ugly word programming but uh but there is that now having said all of that i do have an idea because this is something i thought about for for doing this little one-shot show as a as you know celebrating odyssey and 500 and all of this so a lot of programs go longer than an hour this show always has usually been an hour hour 15 something like that but i have an idea let me run this past those of you who have stuck with it so one of the things that i've said this show is better when there are guests there's this this show is better when there's interaction there's there's stuff going on and it's not just me but there are times that when i have a guest there's other stuff going on that i'd like to talk about so i'm i'm thinking i'm just noodling i'm just thinking just thinking about a three-hour format. And I don't think, Mrs. Boss, I don't think I've even run this past you yet. A three-hour format where the first hour is the host monologue. This is where you get to experience my brilliance for an hour, just be <coughs> me by myself. <coughs> Shush. Hour two would be the guests and the panel discussion stuff, the interviews, and if there's other people coming, you know, if we have Cameron in or we have Judah in, we have Paul DeGarabedian, we any any of these people that are coming in to opine about various different discussion topics. We do that in the second hour. And then the third hour, we do open line. Not just on Friday. If all Friday Friday all would be open line Friday all Friday of the whole show. But every show would get an open line segment. At the end of the show. So you have monologue, first hour, panel and guests and interviews, second hour, open line, third hour. But we need to have more than five people show up. We need to have more than ten people show up. We need to have more than 30 people show up. Just saying. It, it's, it's an idea. It's a it's an idea for a format adjustment for this show. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know if, when we would come back. Because it, right now, I'm of two minds. I'm enjoying the time off because there's no pressure. And, and Mindy has even said that I seem a little bit less stressed and a little happier. But, oh, Cam's, Cam's suggesting we need to have racy thumbnails. Maybe. I don't know how many photographs of race cars I can get, 
but um, I, I I guess that's what you mean. Racy thumbnails. Because we can't do any race baiting. That would not be good either. Anyway, I don't know. We've we've held we've held pretty steady at all of the different people that are that are uh, that are watching on this show. So it's good. It's good to see all of you here, and it's good to have all of you uh, stay throughout the show. See, this is this is the this is the good thing. This is the stuff. Yeah, I see you guys, and you're here. And it's great. And yeah, Mazers, uh, an uptick in attendance would be ideal. I want, I want better numbers because see we get people even we should quit more because every time we quit our numbers go up so maybe there's something to that but people keep discovering us uh because you know whatever reason youtube being youtube and and other things you know we haven't been discovered that much so people people are not aware still even though that we've been around for 14 and a half years and we've been on youtube since 2012 i think i don't know something like that then you know people are still finding us people are still discovering us for the first time so here's what i would like for everybody to do if you will, I'm not asking all that, just if you are so inclined, when you're on your social medias, post a link to our channel or post a link to the dot com. We need to get traffic up there as well. Just something. Just post a link and tag us. Say, hey, go check out Cypher for me. Tag, tag us, put some links in. Let's see what happens, what we can do. Let's see, it's, it's today's September 23rd. Let's see what we can do the next week. Start, start, start posting and sharing and tagging and, and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens in a week. The other thing, if you could, um, mark your calendars for October 14th. Uh, this is going to be a live stream. We'll be engineering for walking and rolling costumes. Uh, they do, uh, we've, we've worked with them before, Lon Davis and the gang over there. They build costumes uh, for kids with special needs. Most of them are fitted around wheelchairs. And on the 14th of October from 3 to 6 p.m. Central, we'll be broadcasting uh, a number of different costume reveals for them. And I think we're going to go to their, uh, their Facebook channel. We may broadcast to our channels uh, and just see what happens. But, uh, yeah, mark your calendars there. October 14th, 3 p.m. Central is when that kicks off. We may start a little bit sooner than that, but the event actually starts at 3. Uh, so uh, we'd like to have a lot of people show up. So tell people about that. And, yes, maybe we'll do a bring your friends to bring your friends to the show day. Maybe. I don't know. All right. All right, we did an hour. I'm done. Right? Are you done? You got anything? Everything else? Like Mr. Boss says, he'll put the link in for the Fan Activity Gazette. And, uh, you know, take a look at it. Yes. And see what you think. Yes. I have questions in there. Feel free to participate. Yes. And we'll maybe do this again at some point. Maybe. 
Uh, Michael says, are you right about guests and content? Are you seeing more views in the Saturday news or the, or the during the week bunker shows? News is less time. Uh, well, everything uh, Mazur says, I miss kvetching about Hondo. Do we do we dare tell him the movie? <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, as far as numbers go, really, um, Good Morning Multiverse did decent, comparatively speaking. I mean, when you get into high double digits, I guess that's good for us. Anyway, um, a lot of a lot of shows were starting to get up into the into the sixties count. Um, news programs, uh, for us anyway, at least, uh, would get up toward, you know, 80 or 90. And the bunker shows fluctuate anywhere from 45, 50 to you know, a couple of two or 300, just depending on what our topic was. Anytime Cameron's break, on the show. Well, and if we break the internet. Yeah. I mean, anytime Cameron's on the show, we'll get, you know, two or 300. But our open lines. Open lines are doing good. And actually, I've been really surprised at how many downloads there have been on the podcast side of things. Our podcast, our, the last open line Friday that we did, uh, I uploaded, it was July 21st, was the last open line Friday. And right now, there's over 2,300 downloads on the podcast side of things, just the audio version. So somebody's listening. And, and you guys are here, so we know that people are watching. We just need more. I'm thinking. I'm noodling. I'm 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 ideaing. I'm I'm ideaing. I don't know. <laughs> Road vagabond life says see you next week. Uh, anyway, where are we getting more views on the old shows? I'm not noticing that the counts are going up that much, honestly. Um, but as people, as as I see. Uh, opportunities. I am posting links. Somebody was talking about um, uh, Daryl, Daryl Rum DMC. Daryl uh, was somebody had met him, and so I plugged the tag in there and I said, "Hey, we actually interviewed him at Worldcon. Here's here's the link." So I'm I'm looking for opportunities to do that. I have a picture of me. I can drop somewhere mm -hmm. with him. And we're doing some stuff over on Instagram. I'm doing some more video type of posts over on, on Instagram to promote the dot-com stuff. But really, uh, traffic on the dot-com is, is what we need right now. We need we really need to, to get that up. So, sci-fi-me.com. Yes, it was Planet 2017. And yes, we are, we are name-dropping as much as possible. That's why... When I get done, when when we go off the air here, I'm going to take all of the links to the different interviews that we've done with David Butler and with William Forson and with uh, Jason Adler, and I'm going to put those in the show notes, so y'all can go watch those. Because and you know, don't forget that's how we do. DJ Butler, give him some love for my books. That's what I said, David. Yeah, David. Oh, you're you're yes. You will have to go on to your social media and tag him and thank him for the for the signed books. Yes. And tag us. Reviews are coming soon to Sci-Fi for Me. I will All right. do that. <clears throat> that's it. Speaking of social media, let me go ahead and put this up there because that's what we do. I always put this up. So here's all of the social media stuff. Um, remember on the podcast side, Stitcher is gone. On the social media side, Parlor is gone. 
Uh, but here are all of the different places where you can find us, all the different video channels and all this stuff. Do subscribe. Do Even if you're on YouTube, find us on Odyssey. Find us on, on Rumble. And let's get those numbers up as well. Because at some point, at some point, they're going to come after us too. Mm -hmm. Because that's what they do. All right. So, anyway. All right. That's it. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Did I you wear the wrong shirt again today? Did I wear the what? Wrong shirt again today. The wrong shirt? The other shirt I got you. It would have been perfect. What? What are you talking about? When you do your sign off. The what? The other shirt I got you because of your sign off from the shows. Oh, 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 oh. I think I uh, I think that's in the laundry. But yeah, you're right. It would have been appropriate. So Mrs. Boss gets me shirts. I open up the package and one of them is for the Niners, the baseball team that Benjamin Cisco put together over on DS9. It's a red shirt. I had it on this morning. I got caught in the rain. I got soaked, so I had to change. My other shirt that she got me was it's, it's a so it's a it's a Aww. black it's a black what <laughs> nothing it's a black shirt and it's got four white dots on it and it says there are four lights this has been a presentation of sci-fi for me.com copyright 2023 by flaming dog media llc all rights reserved no portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of flaming dog media you're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 